بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد رسول الکریم اما بعد الحمد للہ tonight is the 5th of november in the year 2023 and alhamdulillah we moved on to the third night that we're going through the illustrious and blessed life of the eminent companion sayyidina abu hurairah so the next section entitled his parents and his love and dutifulness to his venerable mother radiyallahu hafiz zahabi rahmatullahi he said in his seer volume 2 page 579 there are also various opinions as to the name of sayyidina abu huraira's father one of the favored contenders is umar ibn amr his mother's name according to tabarani was Sayyida Maymuna bin Sabih radiyallahu so let's look at this so Hafiz Zahabi he said there's a few opinions with regards to the name of Abu Huraira's father because one of the ones that the scholars favor is Omer ibn Amr but the other like I mentioned yesterday is Sakhar so we don't really know much about his father so either his name was Omer or Sakhar his mother's name mentioned in Tabarani was Maymuna bin Sabih. So that's quite easy to remember because one of our beloved mothers who married the Prophet وسلم, has the same name, Maymuna. But according to Hafiz ibn Hajar Asqalani, Rahmatullah in Al-Isaba, page 764 of the New English Translation of volume 4, page 241, Umayma bin Sabih, radiyallahu is the mother of Sayyidina Abu Huraira, radiyallahu So, What are the two names? One is, her name is Maymuna. The other is, her name is Omeyma. So, it's either one or the other. It's either Maymuna or Omeyma, radiyallahu. With regards to his father, not much is known. So, why is that the case? The case is, as his son Abu Huraira himself related, radiyallahu, I grew up as an orphan. I grew up as an orphan. This is in Bukhari in his Tariq Kabir 3-54, Ibn Majah number 2445, Sahih, Behaki 6-120, Abu Nu'im al-Hilya, Ibn Sa'ad in his Tabakat 4-326. Therefore, his father passed away in his infancy. So simply like the Prophet ﷺ, Rasulullah never saw his father. His father passed away before he was born. So he's a perfect orphan. Abu Huraira also grew up and his father passed away when he was very young or maybe even before he was born but he said i grew up as an orphan so his father that's why there's not much details with regards to his father but his mother alhamdulillah had gone on to embrace the glorious faith so she lived on and alhamdulillah she became a believer so there's a report so this is recorded In Sayyid Muslim, number 2491, Ahmad in his Musnad, number 8259, Sayyid, Ibn Sa'ad in his Tabakat, volume 4, page 328, Ali Isaba, page 764 of the New English Translation, or volume 4, page 241, Al-Bidayah, 
I had the Sahab of Volume 1, page 3456 of the New English Translation. Abu Kathir, Rahmatullah, he said, Sayyidina Abu Huraira, he informed me, Wallahi, ma khalaqallahu mu'minan yasma'u bi wa la yarani illa ahabbani. By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not created any believer who hears of me and has never even seen me, but he still loves me. So stop in the report. So what an opening statement. So what did the great Abu Huraira say? He swore an oath. He goes, anybody who's got Iman, any believer, even though he, he's never seen me, if he hears of me, he loves me. So Abu Kathir, the narrator, he goes, I asked, وَمَا إِلْمُكَ بِذَلِكَ يَا أَبَا حُرَيْرَ How do you know this, O Abu Huraira? In other words, well, we say, where's the proof for this? So Abu Huraira, he explained, my mother was a polytheist and I just used to call her to Islam, but she would refuse. I, however, persisted and thus called her one fateful day. And she thereupon said to me something about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa that upset me. So stop in the report. So he's embraced Islam. I'll explain why he embraced Islam and his mother did not. But this report indicates that he's trying to convince his mother. And he's trying, he's trying. But one day she said something really bad about the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Abu Huraira got upset. I just came to Rasulullah weeping and I said, Ya Rasulullah, I have been calling my mother to Islam, but she kept refusing. I called her today and she now said something about you that upset me. Can you please now supplicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide the mother of Abu Huraira? So stop in the report. So look at his love for the Prophet He comes weeping to the Prophet. Why? Because his mother had said something bad about him. And he explained everything to the Prophet. Because I'm trying my best, Ya Rasulullah But she's not embracing Islam. She said something that upset me about you. Can you make a dua? Please make a special dua for my mother. Rasulullah thereupon said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allahumma ahdi umma abi hurayna. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, guide the mother of Abu Huraira. I then rushed out to go and give her the glad tidings that the Prophet had made a dua for her. So stop in the report. So look at his confidence. The Prophet has made a dua that Allah guides his mother, Abu Huraira's mother. The report goes, he's rushing. Now, question. Did he know that his mother's embraced Islam? So the response here is, he was probably thinking that du'a is going to get answered, inshallah. So I will be very quick to inform the Prophet about this. So inform my mother about the Prophet's du'a. When I came near the door, I found it jarred. And I heard the sound of water. So, Obviously, he's living with his mother. Normally, the door's open, but it's locked. 
and is hearing water sounds after some time she heard my footsteps and she said o abu huraira stay where you are so he's outside she then opened the door and had put on her clothing and head cover she thereupon said to me ashhadu wallahi ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna muhammadan rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so abu huraira goes i went into shock now overjoyed i rushed back to rasulullah weeping again but this time with joy i as i had earlier wept in sorrow and i said ya rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam be of good cheer for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has answered your dua and has guided the mother of abu huraira radiyallahu so stop in the report so look out to him the first time he comes to the prophet he is weeping out of grief now his own testification he is coming weeping out of joy and like i mentioned many times the when you weep out of joy the tears are cool where's the proof the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the coolness of my eyes is in salah so he got so much pleasure from salah and but when you weep out of grief it's it's warm so this shows that he wasn't just happy he was ecstatic because obviously the prophet's dua has been answered he comes back he congratulates the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and then look what he said he goes i dare upon said ya rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam adu allah an yuhabbibni ana wa ummi ila ibadil ibadihil mu'minina wa yuhabbibuhum ilayna o messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam can you now please make a special dua to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make me and my mother beloved to his believing servants and to make them beloved to us rasulullah thereupon said sallallahu alaihi wasallam allahumma habbib ubaidaka hadha wa ummahu ila ibadiqal mu'minina wa habbibhum ilayhima o allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make the servant of yours and his mother beloved to your believing servants and make the believers beloved to them then abu huraira said dus allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not created any believer who hears of me or sees me or he sees my mother but he loves me subhanallah so let's look at this so it's important to mention where this is recorded it's in sahih muslim imam ahmad musnad also graded sahih and many other references so now his mother's embraced islam rasulullah made the dua so abu huraira now he's made a very interesting request and if you think about it, this is a very interesting request he's made what's the dua he's asking the prophet to make sallallahu alaihi wasallam he's asking him now make a dua to make me abu huraira and my mother beloved to believing servants and to make them beloved to us why did he make that dua so i'm going to explain this in a bit inshallah did the prophet hesitate the prophet immediately made the dua oh allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this servant of yours and his mother beloved to your believing servants and make the believers beloved to them and abu huraira says this is why i said to you what did he say at the beginning of the report he said wallahi 
Subhanallah. Just like the love for the Ahlul Bayt, radiyallahu ta'ala, love for the Khilaf al-Rashidin, radiyallahu ta'ala, love for the Ansar, radiyallahu ta'ala, are all signs of Iman. And the absence is hypocrisy. Similarly, the love of Abu Huraira and his mother, radiyallahu ma'am, is also a glaring mark of Iman. For indeed, only the true believers will love them. Subhanallah. So let's explain this. So how do we know that love of the Ahlul Bayt is Iman? We went through Khadija's life only a few nights prior. And I concluded with a few reports about the virtues of the Ahlul Bayt. Love them because of your love for me, the Prophet said. He also mentioned it's Iman. Whoever has love for them is Iman. Whoever has hated for them is hypocrisy. So Ahl al-Bayt. How do we know Khilaf al-Rashidi? Fall into that category. The Prophet said in Tabarani that whoever loves Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman and Ali, that heart cannot contain hypocrisy. The love of these four cannot be combined in the heart of a hypocrite. So that is Iman as well. Then the Ansar. How do you know the Ansar is a love of Iman? The Prophet said, He who loves them, only the believers have love for the Ansar. Only the hypocrites have hated for them. So these are famous reports. Abu Huraira and his mother are also a sign of Iman. You can gauge your Iman. Now this is an amazing report. Why? Because this shows where the truth lies. Wherever Abu Huraira is, truth must follow. Because how can you love somebody who is misguided? So when Rasulullah made that dua, he was guaranteeing he's going to be upon guidance. Because Allah Ta'ala loves him. So what's interesting, even before you hear this report, isn't it true that his name has a special place in our hearts? When you hear his name, you have a special affiliation ticket. That's a beautiful name. In fact, you call your children, your sons, his name. And it also flows off the tongue. Abu Huraira, Abu Huraira. And you have that kind of, a, you can't explain it. It's an affiliation with him. When you hear other companions' names, you don't even, have, you, it takes a while to memorize their names. Abu Sa'id al-Khudri. But Abu Huraira is like, as soon as you hear it, it's in your heart. That is a sign of Iman. And how tragic. It's a stark sign of Iman and so-called Muslims call him a hypocrite. Think about that. As if the Prophet was highlighting, this is also going to happen. Because he wasn't trustworthy and he, he had, you know, he was paid off by the government. And Then you think, he's a sign of Iman. So this is again why it's so important to go through this report. So who loves him? It's the believers. But there's another interesting report. The love for this noble man is not just for believers. Abu Huraira had also said 
There is no one, whether he is a Jew or a Christian, who would not love me upon hearing of me. This is recorded in Bukhari's Allah Double Mufrat, number 34. And Shaykh Al-Bani Rahmatullah stated Hassan in his checking. So Abu Huraira, he explained the power of this dua. He goes, even a Jew or Christian, if he hears my name, he will have affection for me. Now why is that another slap in the face of the Rawafit? Jews and Christians, they're not even Muslims. And what's interesting, if you go to the academics amongst the Christians, and you say, who narrates hadith? He goes, Abu Huraira. And they even pronounce his name correctly. They massacre the others. Right? They go, Uma. <laughs> right? Abu Bakr. Well, for some reason, Abu, Abu Huraira. Then you think, have you ever heard his name being mispronounced by a non-Muslim? So that's a sign. So he's saying, whether a Jew or Christian, well, which Jew or Christian? The sincere ones. Not the enemies who are trying to find fault with Islam. Thus, this supplication manifested to such an extent that as will be mentioned, inshallah, at the relevant place, even during the fitna, when the Muslims drew swords upon each other, both sides of Ali and Muawiyah still held Abu Huraira with love and affection. So think about that. You got the civil war. Ali's and Muawiyah's forces fell into sadly into a civil war. Both sides still loved Abu Huraira. And how could they not? Because the Prophet said the believers love him. So note again, he was a gift given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now, even though that's with regards to Abu Huraira, we also learn something else. His mother. He goes, she's also beloved. Now what's interesting, this might be the first time you've heard the report of, her, of his mother. And what you notice straight away, you've got affection for her. Because that's the dua of the Prophet His venerable mother, lived on to a venerable old age. And she never forgot the efforts her noble son made for her guidance. In Imam Ahmad in his Muslim, Bukhari's Allah double Muflad number 12, Shaykh Al-Bani Rahmatullah stated da'if in his check. So in terms of authenticity, this has a slight weakness, but Imam Bukhari records it in Allah double Muflad and also Imam Ahmad in his Muslim. Abu Murra, the free servant of Aqil, Rahmatullah, he relates. Marwan, I, who was the governor of Al-Madina, Marwan used to appoint Sayyidina Abu Huraira as his deputy when he would leave Medina. And he used to live in Dhul Hulayfa with his mother in one dwelling and he in another. So let's break this down. So Marwan, he was made the governor of Medina by Hazrat Muawiyah. Marwan later became the Khalif, which is interesting. But Marwan, even though he's Umayyad, like I said, everybody loved Abu Huraira. When he would leave Al-Madin, he'd appoint Abu Huraira as his deputy. The narrator says that Abu Huraira did not live in Al-Madin. He lived in Dhul Hulayfa. So what is Dhul Hulayfa famous for? Bikat. This is the place that you put the ihram on when you leave Medina, where the masjid is. That's where he lived. So when you actually put in the ihram and you're actually in the vicinity of Abu Huraira, the report says his mother lived in one dwelling and he in another. That's interesting. So they lived together, but they had separate dwellings. 
when he who wanted to leave he would stop at her door and he would say assalamu alayki ya ummata wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh peace be upon you o oh my dear mother and the mercy of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his blessings upon this she would reply wa alayka ya buniya wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and upon you o oh my dear son and the mercy of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his blessings he would respond rahimakillahu kama rabbaitini saghira may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy upon you as you raised me when i was young to which she would reply rahimakallahu kama baraltani kabira may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy upon you as you were dutiful to me when i was old in another report she would say may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy upon you for you delivered me from error when i was old indeed whenever he wished to enter he would do exactly the same subhanallah so let's look at this So how often would he come out of his dwelling? You know, thousands of times. Every time he would come out of his dwelling, this is the conversation that would take place. He'd give salam to his mother, she'd return the salam. Then what would he say? Rahimakillahu kama rabbaitini sahira. What does that sound like? There's a very famous dua in the Quran. Rabbirhamhuma kama rabbayani sahira. What does that translate into? Oh my lord have mercy upon them because they raised me when i was young so abu huraira he is like he's remembering that dua he goes may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy upon you as you raised me when i was young to which she would reply rahimakallahu kama barartani kabira look at the you know the eloquence you can see that they rhyme He said, "Rahimakillahu kama rabbayani sagira." She replies, "Rahimakallahu kama baraldani kabira." English, you've lost it. You just get they like they're just talking to each other, but you can see that they're like you know bouncing off like yourself each other. She said, "May Allah subhanahu wa taala have mercy upon you as you were dutiful to me when I became old." But in the other hadith, she said, "You delivered me from error when I was old." How many times did she say that to Abu Hurairah? Hundreds, if not thousands, of times. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "This was always the the way that they would give salam to each other and return the salam." So his mother never forgot her son's efforts. Sa'id ibn al-Musayyib, he said, "Rahmatullahi." We heard that Sayyidina Abu Hurairah radhiyallahu did not perform Hajj until his mother passed away, for he kept her company to serve her. Mm-hmm. This is in Sahih Bukhari, Sahih Muslim, number four thousand three hundred twenty, in the chapter on oaths, Riyad al-Salihin, number one thousand three hundred sixty-three. This is very interesting. He didn't do Hajj, and it's not like me and you. When you go through his worship, you realize why did this man not do Hajj? Because of his mother. Now, why did he do that? Imam Nawawi, rahmatullah alayh, he explained. In Sharh Sahih Muslim, Volume Two, Page Fifty-Three, Sayyidina Abu Huraira radhiyallahu performed one obligatory Hajj in the lifetime of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, but he did not perform optional Hajj until his mother passed away. Why? 
for he preferred to stay with her and to serve her. Subhanallah. Because he did the Hajj with the Prophet. Hajjatul Wida. Then he goes, he had a choice. Hajj or mother. He goes, forget Hajj. I'm staying with my mother. Let those who neglect the rights of their parents, whilst at the same time being proud of their various good deeds, reflect deeply upon this blessed narration. Think about that. You get fruitcakes. You get the reward of Hajj, the Prophet said. You get the reward of Umrah. You get the reward of uh, Hajj, Umrah, Jihad. And you mention other things if you serve your parents. So why are you doing those deeds? But not the father has to be done. So serving your parents is much more rewarding. And where is the clearest proof? In Behaki, in Shu'abul Iman, the Prophet said, If you look at your father with a smile, you get the reward of an accepted Hajj. And you're going to do Hajj. You know, think about it. It's not a loss. You're a madman. You get that for just smiling at your father? And you want to get a book, a ticket, get the ihram, go there, do all the rites. So no, it's not what you think. But it's even more dangerous. Why? Because when you serve your parents, there's no riyah. It's behind closed doors. The other deed is polluted. Because people see you, multiple haji. And when you ask that person, why are you going to hajj for? Is this a great deed? Is that the real reason? Are you lying to me? Because you want people to call you haji. So note, the deeds of the parents, Abu Huraira was teaching us. He goes, no hajj. I'm serving my mother. Right? And also, it's difficult to serve your parents, especially when they get aged, because it takes a lot of your time up. Sometimes you can't even work. It literally takes all the, you know, the time up. This is why the rewards are given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And which very famous person did not become a companion for that very same reason? He was a tabi'in from Yemen. His mother was ill and aged. And he wanted to go to the Prophet. He didn't go. Allah revealed to the Prophet, told him about Uwais. And the Prophet said, he is the greatest of the Tabi'in. And think about that. Just by serving his mother, he beats all the Tabi'in. And then the Prophet goes, give him my cloak if you see him. And Umar had the honor. During his Khilafat, he saw him in the Hajj. He gave him the cloak of the Prophet. And then the Prophet actually said, ask him to make a dua because his duas get answered. And Umar asked him to make a dua. So this was the great Uwais al-Karni. Why was he so dear to Allah? So because he served his mother. And that was even at the expense of seeing the Prophet. Could there be any other greater thing than that? And yeah, he goes, no, I've got to look after my mother. So he grieved. So Allah Ta'ala revealed to the Prophet about him. Even though the Prophet never saw him. So note again, Abu Huraira, going through his life, but at the same time, you're picking up very valuable lessons. So all I mentioned today was now discussing his parents. His father, there's not much details about, just his name. But then his mother also, there's two names. And then I mentioned the beautiful report, why all the believers have love for Abu Huraira and his mother. And then I mentioned his serving his noble mother and how important this is in terms of, in comparison to other good deeds. Are there any questions you like that? Subhanallah bihamdi subhanaka Allahumma bihamdika ashtulahi lahi illa anta astaghfirika atubu alayka wa tabillahi min ashtu anjim subhanahu rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamu ala al-mursaleen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen